Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on God's Learning Channel for another great episode of The Light of the Southwest. I'm Eric Espatia, and this is Holly Espatia. Shalom. And we are just so excited to bring you another just a, a, a story of success, a story of, of fight, a story of uh, healing and spirit. Uh, today, our special guest is Revis Ward Daggett, and she's from Fort Stockton, yeah. Texas, and uh, we're so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. We have to mention Fort Davis. Yes. Because I grew up there, and if I don't say Fort Davis, all my friends are just going to write me off. So, <laughs> yeah, so I am a West Texas girl. All I right. love it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank well, you. Rev, uh, from what we understand and what we're so excited to learn is that you have had a battle for your life. Yes. And the for Lord, the ages. Yeah, yeah and, for sure. And the Lord has just brought a new spirit yes. and a new zeal yes. through all this trial. Yes. And please tell us about your battle with cancer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the, the overarching summary is that five years ago, um, and it would have been earlier in the year, it would have been in the spring, right around spring break, I was diagnosed with cancer, um, endometrial. At that point, they called it ovarian because we weren't sure the degree to which, and they couldn't find really the source. So stage 4B. Okay, so there's stage one, two, three, four, and in each stage you have A, B, C, A, B, C. Most cancers are this way, but I, I'm understanding now that not all of them, okay? okay? Some of them maybe have three stages and the super deadly is at this point. But anyway, stage 4B. So if you take three, six, nine, 12, I was in stage 11, wow. really, okay? So I'm just one stage away from my foot in the grave. I mean, mm. really. So um, in the end, there was a lot of decision making to do. There was a huge journey in front of us. And I say us because it came down to my family. I'm the youngest of four girls. Yeah. So of course, all these older sisters want to, you know, they were there and they were supportive. And then my husband and our kids, we have three children and we have grandkids. So um, yeah. It was, it was a really incredible journey, what to do, when to do it, why we're doing it, how we do it, choices, choices. But the beautiful thing is, I think that I learned in the process, we do have choices. We have choices. And so what I did in my good valedictorian form, Fort Davis High School, <laughs> I researched, I started digging, I started digging, I started digging, and above all, what is, what does the word say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then we see the spirit hovering. Hovering over the water. And this was a super important part. No matter what I researched, I said, Father, just show me through the spirit what to do. Just direct me, lead me, coach me. And you said, shalom, peace, you know, as mm -hmm. we started. And that was it. It was like, I want to do this with peace. I don't want to feel, but it's terrifying. It yes. can be. Yes. And so the long short of it was that uh, we had to decide how to fight this late stage that at that point was considered, um, yeah, fatal. I had 1% odds to survive. 1% odds. When it was all said and done, when they first diagnosed me, I was at 19% odds. 
Right. Yeah, at that yeah. point I had 18 more percent, but when we had a bad um, chemo gone wrong and it flooded my body and went into my stomach, lining, et cetera, then it dropped to um, 3%, and then it went to 2%, and then 1%, and then here I am five years later. Yeah, so that's you, really like the, the broad, you know, yeah. overarching. Yeah. How, yeah, do you yeah. how do you choose to fight when there's 1%? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody out there and you're battling and you see a yeah. number yeah. and it just, you feel like there's no hope. Yeah. But your hope wasn't in a number. No. No. I, what I heard over and again, so as I've processed... There's so many different ways you could say it was this, it was this, it was this. I think it was a convergence of so many beautiful things, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. But such a big part of it is here, right? It's, it's the choices, it's um, our belief, it's our hope, it's our courage, our might. How can we do it? You know, if I'm at 1% odds, what do I do? How do I do it? Fear can creep in, um, financial struggles. There's so many things, right? right? Uh, prohibitive possibilities, no transportation, or don't know which doctor to go through, go to. But truly, I think in the end, what transformed my journey was saying, is my finish line really when my body's done? Because if that isn't my true finish line, I don't think I really have to sweat it all that much. It's not a one and done. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. So there's such a dichotomy there because people could say, well, wow, that's really flippant. No, no. It actually removed pressure from each and every decision. My goal was to be the best version of myself I could be, was to go and bear light and laughter. We've been hanging out laughing, haven't we? Yes. Laughter <laughs> and love. Mm -hmm. Those L's, the life, laughter, love. And then, remember I told you all about this? <laughs> I had a friend that told me, Rev, Revisita. We're all just learners, not losers. I love learners. It. Yeah. And so yeah. this was the goal was like, okay, if this is the cross I'm going to bear, then let me problem solve how to bear it in growing healthier how to bear it in loving more profoundly, in laughing more, mm -hmm. in helping others learn, helping myself learn, comforting people, etc. And I really, really felt like when my eyes were on these ideas, when my eyes were on a good report, Amen. him, my eternal journey, he would take care of the rest as I asked. Will you download some solutions? Will you help me find pieces of research? Will you um, give us the resources we need? And honestly, I found that the more truly I was focusing that this giant could be defeated, like Joshua and Caleb said, he would take care of the rest. I had a good report. So then I asked myself, what if I wasn't still here five years later? Was I a failure? No, no. I gave my best to do my journey in the best way that I knew, and I trusted that his eternal promises were really, truly what he had said. Amen. And it removed a lot of pressure. Amen. Wow. It removed fear. It removed anxiety. And I honestly found that I was able to go through my journey with love, 
joy, peace, patience, the fruit, mm. right? That as the spirit hovered and I invited him to be near, that love would be more pronounced. Joy would be there. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Okay, I might have gotten one or two of those out of order, <laughs> but they were all there, all nine. Okay, that was what I kept focusing on. Yes. Take the good news. Show the good news. Be the good news. My finish line is up to him. And this is the arena where he wants to put me to share the good news. Mm -hmm. So we chose Baylor, Scott, and White in Dallas. So I was commuting from Fort Stockton to Dallas, which some would say, oh my gosh, but we have a lot of family there. We have a lot of support there. I went to Oral Roberts University and so Tulsa's kind of neighbors yeah. with the Dallas area. So it was beautiful to have a lot of my old classmates, a lot of my old teammates there. So we chose to make the commute and partner with them and it was it turned out to be a blessing, far beyond just me being here. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was like a blessing that we found new family members, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. We were able to receive so much and give so much. And every yeah. time I go back, they'll be like, hey, girl, what's going on? And we're so excited and we're hugging. And oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, I can feel your energy. Yeah. I know that the uh -huh. team around you must have... Uh, just been so excited when you walked out. Uh, but can you tell us a little yeah. bit? I want to go rewind just a yeah. little bit. Okay, so at some point you're having to figure out Western medicine, yes. Eastern medicine, yes. and you and your family did this together. Can you give us some of your insights there? Totally. Okay. So at stage 4B, the idea is that one and two is pretty easy to attack the cancer, stage one, stage two, pretty easy to attack the cancer and to keep you in the land of the living. Now, I'm not pronouncing anything over anyone. I'm just telling you this is what the numbers say. This is what the statistical odds are. I always like knowing my odds because then I can speak to them. Then I can declare. I can read scriptures, etc. For each of us, it may be different. Now, in stage three and four, most of the time they'll consider it fatal. This one is somewhat fatal. This is very fatal. So stage three, somewhat probable, but uh, the, you know, stage four is essentially they're trying to comfort you mm -hmm. until that day comes. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, in the end, at any stage, doctors will provide more or less if this, then this. So if it's stage one, then we're going to do A, B, and C. If it's stage two, et cetera. If it's brain cancer, if it's colon cancer. And mine happened to be, at that point, we were attacking it from an angle of ovarian cancer. So to clarify what happened, once it was all said and done, we figured out it had been dormant in my body as uterine cancer for, could have been 8, 10, 12 years. And then as it metastasized into ovarian cancer, it quickly began to cause bloating. I mean, just within weeks. So when people were like, girl, how did you not know? Well, when it was hiding in more, you know, far reaches of my body, and it was mostly dormant, I wasn't aware. But at the point it metastasized and entered into the um, ovarian area, 
I started bloating like I had, um, like people look when they have cirrhosis of the liver and you get that big bloated belly and it's super, super hard. There's no softness to it because you have so much, um, it's called ascites fluid in there. Mm. It basically is phlegm. It's like a snotty fluid mm. because when your body is going through allergy type reaction, it, I mean, we know in our nose we're sneezing and you get phlegm. Well, you actually have phlegm that will invade your body depending on the degree of inflammation that you have mm. that's abnormal. I mean, if I if I twist my ankle, I'm going to get inflammation. But we know that's from broken capillaries, et cetera. You go through swelling, but when you have a chronic swelling that is from our foods, chemicals, or could be from, from things like lack of sleep, we're not in a good routine, um, emotional trauma, because we're just constantly not at peace, not at rest, your body begins to respond. Mm -hmm. It wants a restful state. This is why I believe at the end of day one, God says, and there was evening, mm -hmm. and there was morning. You know, we're going into a restful state every day. Mm -hmm. And then there are those that see a restful state on day seven, absolute rest. So we're getting rest and rest, and then we're getting rest right? Mm -hmm. yeah. sure. And yeah. our eternal journey, I believe mm -hmm. uh, in that peaceful state, it's not resting, sleeping, it's learning, but we're in a restful state because we know who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think as I began to take on more of this perspective, it was easier. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. It was like, okay, maybe my physical finish line is coming nearer, but this means I get to see father face to face. So when I really changed my perspective, I was so much more at peace, mm -hmm. so much more at peace. Okay, so let me go back to the other. Mm -hmm. The um, inflammation, the phlegm. I had an ascites uh, belly that then we had to drain. And typically once you puncture and have to drain, it's most certainly fatal. We drained three times. So I was wow. diagnosed in late March. Um, I will share some pictures if you'll have an opportunity to share them, great. If not, they'll be on my website. But super, uh, I'm not gonna relate it to a food so I won't gross people out and they won't run from those flu uh, fluids or foods. But let's say it was like these liter bottles of green fluid, mm. a snotty fluid, mm. okay? And there were, um, four liters oh wow yeah oh my goodness yeah and i remember here i am lying on the table and i'm in fort stockton and they're draining it there because it's before i had made a decision where am i going to go they had just diagnosed me and more or less at that point the idea is let's just keep her super comfortable and then you know right. it's like that so i'm lying on the table and i i I'm always asking questions. I'm a statistician, I'm a strategist. <laughs> so I'm asking the nurses, hey, y'all ever done this before? Oh yeah, yeah, we've had some patients. And so they're like, we had this one lady. And then, and then I said, and I knew it, I knew it as soon as I asked. I said, well, how's she's doing now? And she bit her lip. Uh, oh no. I said, she's not with no. us anymore, is she? And she said, mm -mm. and I said, it's okay. 
it's okay to tell me. It's yeah. okay to be honest. Don't be afraid. Because if I know what's out there, oh. then we can do it. Now, I will say in that, I was raised as an athlete. I was a tomboy. I used to play football on the courthouse lawn and tackle boys, knock them down. I have always had a mentality like a warrior, like being on the front lines in competition. But that's how I see myself in the kingdom. I see myself wielding my sword and going, just come at me, bad guy. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. uh, okay, cancer, I got the, you know. Yeah. So um, in the end, when, when I was asking them and they were a little reluctant to share, I was like, it's okay. It's okay, because we're in this journey together and we're gonna learn some things, mm -hmm. whether I'm here a week mm -hmm. from now or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mentioned that they, they give you a strategy for what to do, and what they did recommend was um, definitely going the chemotherapy route because I was so far gone. Now, the really interesting thing that I was learning in the throes of going through this, they had just switched the strategy on ovarian cancer. It used to be, oh my gosh, ovarian cancer, cut it open, get it out, sew it up, and do chemo. Well, what they found was that it was very jello-like, and that if it was super warm, how do you grab jello in one whole batch? This is why it was so deadly. Okay. This is why everybody with ovarian cancer would die, 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 die. So they're trying to figure out, how do we get them past this? So they started doing chemotherapy before to try to firm up the tumor. Mm. Then when they would extract, hoping that it would be more rock-like or solid, okay. so you didn't have all the bits and pieces to try to pick out, and then um, chemotherapy after. So we weren't even at that point. We're just like, are we going to do chemotherapy? And in my mind, I'm thinking, no, no, no. I love all my little essential oils, and I'm just going to rub them on my feet. You know, <laughs> When you put them on your feet, it goes through your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And frankincense has been proven by, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Johns Hopkins that was doing a, re a research project on it. And they were saying, oh, my gosh, we're so fascinated. We have found something that actually is deadly. Okay, it can kill, but it's life-bearing. They saw that it started recoding the DNA wow. in the cells that were being taken down by the cancer. Is that phenomenal? Yeah, that's it amazing. It can target the cancer, take it out, and then recode life. Wow. They had never seen that before. So when I saw that, I was like, where's the frankincense? Give me some yeah. frankincense. And yeah. there's all, I mean, there are amazing companies out there. But, but they're really, from what I've seen, there are the ideas that, uh, what's a good, vehicles. You may have a little tiny economy car because you've got to go practical. So there are some very practical oils. Their potency's not going to quite be there. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So if you could buy the Hummer version, sure. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you more, but your medical bills go down. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found. So I personally chose to go with DoTerra. I had done some experience. I have I had done some research. I mean, I have friends that uh, do Young Living. Again, it's a Hummer. So you've got doTERRA, you've got Young Living, and quite frankly, there's probably another three to five Hummer versions out there. 
but there are a lot of middle of the road and very economy, compact car type mm -hmm. that it's, you're not gonna see the impact mm -hmm. as quickly. And I share that just because I don't want people to get the idea that one oil fits all mm -hmm. sort of thing, mm -hmm. or um, any company fits all. Right. Because there, there is a difference. So, um, okay, so now, oils? and liquid vitamin C and these things, or chemo. And this probably is the moment that was most transforming in my life, okay? Not that you could tell I'm bossy, <laughs> or have the last say, or let me think what else. My husband and my son would tell you this. Uh, <laughs> We sat down, we talked about it, and I said, okay, let's talk, and I'm convinced they're gonna vote natural, because that's what I like. And, they, and I, I asked my husband, what do you think? He said, chemo, and my son right away is like, yep, yep. And I said, really? And they both said, yes, yeah. so now it's a two to one vote. Mm -hmm. Our other kids had already graduated, they're out of the home, they're married, they have kids. So it wasn't they didn't get a vote, but they weren't gonna have to sit right there by my bed and watch me waste away or come back or whatever the case would be. So at that point it was two to one. So I said, okay, let me, let me ponder this because it really caught me off guard. So I literally went and ran water. Ha, remember where the spirit yeah. was hovering? Oh, yeah. Every time I touch water, it's the most profound thing. <laughs> it's so life-bearing, you know? It can be deadly, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, I had the most unique experiences with water. So I went and ran water, I lit some candles, and I put the word on. I honestly don't even remember if I did Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I can't remember, but mm -hmm. I just wanted audio to play. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it to be about Jesus having come in the earth, Yeshua, Messiah, coming and serving and showing us what does the kingdom look like and what can we do. So I'm just sitting there soaking and I said, okay, Father, I've been looking at your word in such a different way for years and years. I love to make charts. So this one is about Genesis 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3, 1, 4. It's all about creation. So I use it um, I'll put this on my website yeah. so that folks can see it because I don't want to work from it play by play. But the idea was, <gasps> Father, if I've been holding on to this idea that um, there's these very particular patterns and you said that the leaves are for the healing of the nations, mm -hmm. is chemotherapy a leaf? Am I going to dishonor you by mm. doing this? And he says to me, Rev, <laughs> why would you do it? Well, because it's what they want. And he said, so what is that? And I said, well, it's love. And he said so clearly, love covers a multitude. At that point, I didn't ask him, what is the multitude? <laughs> I accepted, okay. He is a good, good father. And I accepted that it could mean one thing or it could mean a thousand things. It could mean, don't sweat it. You're not gonna dishonor me. My love will cover that. Hmm. You'll be considered good when I see you face to face. Okay, awesome. Does it mean I'm gonna be healed? I didn't ask him that. Mm -hmm. Does love mm -hmm. mean it's gonna bring healing? I just accepted love covers a multitude. 
So mm -hmm. I called my husband, my son, because I was already in Dallas, getting ready to go through more testing, et cetera, and they weren't able to go with me at that point. And getting there is a story of its own. I'll put some <laughs> of that, otherwise we'd be here for hours. But um, uh, I said, will y'all partner with me? If I do the chemo, which is fire fighting fire, right? Will you give me the methods to put the fire out mm. after the chemo's in my body? Mm. Yeah, yeah, like what? And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do liquid vitamin C because mm. liquid vitamin C turns to hydrogen peroxide in your body. Did you know that? No. I didn't either. And I had a friend from um, Belgium who beat stage 4B cancer strictly with liquid vitamin C. Wow. wow. So, you know, when you cut yourself and you put the hydrogen peroxide and it bubbles, bubbles, yeah. well, apparently it goes in our system and it starts bubbling. It starts looking for disease. So then how do we get rid of it? We pee it out and we poo it out. And our other method is sweat it out. So I just started looking. I was like, will you support me to do liquid vitamin C? Yep. So then I think, well, I gotta sweat it out. What else should I do? So every morning I'm walking, you know, I'm cruising along, putting in two to three miles. Some people can't do that. So how do you sweat? You run a bathtub of water that is so flipping hot, you look like a crab. <laughs> Get out of there. And you put Epsom salt. The, the salt, the minerals in there is so profoundly healing because it will, the sweat detoxes you, but then the, the different minerals go in and begins to heal your body where you've got um, chronic pain, toxicity, inflammation, et cetera. So um, I do advise taking the bath in the evening <laughs> so you can sleep it off. Huh. Because if you haven't detoxed, it can cause you to feel very nauseated, almost like you have massage drunk when you're mm. done mm. because massage moves toxicity around mm. and makes you feel a little bit lightheaded. Epsom salt baths will do that one just because it's so flipping hot, right? But as it moves around the toxicity, so it took me a time or two and I'm like, okay, I did it on a Saturday morning and I thought, darn, there goes my Saturday. So Aww. I just lay in bed all day. But I started doing it in the evenings. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it every evening because it causes you to dehydrate, mm. okay? okay? But I'd rather dehydrate and then pound down water because of the healing. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't do it every day. I'd do it like every other day. And so they said, yeah, we'll support you in it. So I started doing liquid vitamin C. I started doing Epsom salt baths so I could sweat. I was able to walk. Um, trampolines are an amazing thing. What? It's a way to heal your lymph system. So we think trampolines were all about entertainment, right? And let me flip. When in reality, it's that same concept that like, here I am playing, but I'm being able to downsize my waistline and I'm keeping. so." A girlfriend of mine was going through brain cancer, and we had just bought a trampoline like this size yeah. that you could just bounce on. And as interesting as it was, I thought, I need to give her that trampoline hmm. so that she can fight what she's doing. So I gave her the trampoline. So then in my mind, I'm like, okay, Rev, you need a strategy. And I was like, the edge of the bed. So I just get on the edge of the bed, and I start massaging my lymph system, and that became wow. my trampoline. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So there's so many ways that you can do things that are healing, healing, inexpensive. But you've just got to put a routine in place. 
massage therapy, incredible. When I used to say to the therapist, oh, I'm gonna splurge, they would say, stop saying splurge, it's necessary. And then after going through cancer, I was like, wow. You guys, it does break up the toxins. It causes you to get rid of them. It's an incredible way for health maintenance. Mm. Mm. Incredible. So there's a difference when you're in triage, you go all guns blazing, yeah. right? So you're doing Epsom salt baths every other day. I was doing liquid vitamin C, morning, noon, night. You cannot overdose yeah. on liquid vitamin C. What it does change is the consistency of your bowels, and that tells you whether you're getting too much or not enough. That's it. It's not bad. It just makes it very um, gel-like, very peculiar, kind of gel-like. But when I was in triage, I just did things more often, more consistently. I walked every morning, and then I would take a day or two off each week, just that rest day right? Mm -hmm. I was doing essential oils, especially frankincense. And for female issues, usually reproductive kind of issues, I was doing things like geranium, um, sandalwood, which is a flower. So it was super, lang lang, it's a flower. I found, isn't that interesting? For female parts, it's more like these, these uh, sweet kind of flowers, because there's lots of other things out there. There's all those Italian, like uh, rosemary and uh, basil and oregano. Oregano is a profound um, antibiotic. Mm. So you don't have to deplete your stomach of all bacteria, mm -hmm. including the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's so many ways to figure out how to combat things without having to deplete and then redo. Deplete and redo, right? Yeah. So we were bringing the best of both together. And what was super unique is that my doctor allowed me to do it. That is fascinating, oh, that's, nice. yeah. that's wonderful. Because some doctors will be like, mm, yeah, I don't think so. But then, this is what I think, wait a minute, is it gonna be your finish line or mine? Right? right? Now my doctor was amazing. Her name was Dr. Laura Divine. Oh, can yeah. you believe that? Yeah. That and, is so beautiful. Isn't that amazing? How, yeah. And here so is, cool. I told y'all to go, but I do have yeah. to give her credit in this. When I was at stage 4B, and my GP, my general practitioner who had discovered it, is crying, trying to get it out and tell me what I have. I'm just like, just tell me. Come on, girl, just tell me. Dr. Young, she was so precious. Um, she refers me to a doctor in Odessa, and I kid you not, when he read my folder, he stood up and he slapped his table and he goes, <laughs> we got to do something. And I was like, mm, yeah, yeah. And so he goes, do you want to go to Houston or do you want to go to Dallas? And I was like, honestly, I think Dallas. And he said, okay, I'm going to put out calls. So he starts trying to call. No one would take my case. So why? Why do you predict they wouldn't want to take me on? I think 4B. I mean. You're so far gone. Yeah. Like, what does it make their record look like? Nah, that doctor loses everybody they get, right? Like, who wants that? Mm. I never thought about that. Like, I know. Like sports statistics or something. I know, but remember, but... I'm a statistician. So this is what <laughs> I did. We hover in his office, and we're waiting, waiting. <laughs> we sat there for like two to three hours, mm. and my sister, who's just older than I am and has been my best friend since we were kids, mm. she's like, Rev, I'm not putting up with this. Her name's Tanya. She's funny. Rev, I'm not putting up with this. We got to figure something out. And I said, well, he said Dallas and he said Baylor Scott and White. 
So let's do a little more digging. So we go up and we're acting all casual and we ask the lady, hey, have you gotten any answers from that? Mm, what was that place called? And she said, Salmon's Cancer Center. And I said, yeah, Salmon's Cancer Center. <laughs> I look at my sister. And uh, she said, no, we, we haven't found a doctor who will take your, your case right now. I was like, okay, no big deal. So then I look at Tan and I was like, let's go. So we left and we hit the road for Dallas. And I told her, I'm going to go sit in the office, I mean, in the lobby. And I'm just going to say, anybody ready to take me? Come on, let's do this. And then the, she called in a little while. She goes, where'd you go? And I said, we're heading to Dallas. She goes, no, you're not. And I go, yeah, yeah, we are. Because at stage 4B, you can't predict. Do you have a month less? They had already done one ascites drain, right? And we're getting ready to do a second ascites drain, which then, that's almost like one strike, you're out. Now we're going to go to two strikes, you're out. And I did have a third drain just before I went into surgery months later. But it was months because we're doing that pre-chemo, right? So my sister and I jump in the car. This is too funny. We're driving along, and I'm like, oh, red lobster. So we pull in there. So when the lady calls, she goes, where are you? I go, we're going to Dallas. And we're at Red Lobster, but we were going to Dallas. She goes, I found a doctor. Hey. And I was like, okay, there you go. And she gave us her name. And I said, when will she take me? And she said, uh, tomorrow. I said, I'll be there. So we drove to Dallas, and thus began the... And it was unbelievable. Usually you go through weeks of testing, but because I was seven, eight hours away, she started squeezing everything in all within five days. Hmm. This test and this test and this, and part of it was just to eliminate, did it have anything to do with the colon? Did it have anything to do with the lungs, with the heart? Because remember the tests had been somewhat inconclusive what is the source right. and they were like it's ovarian but yeah, there's still some doubts you know 70 percent ovarian but this 30 percent leaves us going what and then we found out later so she did take my case on and i think in the end probably the most beautiful meaningful part of it was that she gave me the freedom to love as profoundly as I wanted to, hmm. to love myself through essential oils, oh. liquid vitamin C. Right. She wanted me to do chemo because they were finding that chemo first and then after. But here's what was crazy. When they first discovered I had cancer, I'm going to put my hand here and then I'll describe. Mm -hmm. My cancer number, the marker, the measurement for how much cancer I had was at 1,800, okay? 35 is considered cancerous. So now I'm 1,765 above that. Yeah. So, and I'm in stage 4B, right? So then we ask ourselves, well, is 2,000 the deadly mark? Or, you know, you, you break it down and divide it and you think, well, 2,000 must be the threshold. You guys, through the chemotherapy, never once did my numbers turn downward. They just kept going up and wow. up. It was inexplicable. They're doing the chemotherapy. It wouldn't drive it down. It kept going up, up. So I do chemotherapy through April, May, and June. Mm -hmm. You do what are 
considered three major treatments, but each of these has three parts to them. So then they could break it up and do part one, week one, and then part two, week two, part three, week three, or they can do it all at once. But that's that eight hour dosage where you're just sitting there all day where they say, oh my gosh, you go in at eight in the morning, you don't get out till six in the afternoon. It's the major thing. Mm -hmm. For people who can go in and take it within a couple of hours, they're just doing part one of the three. Right. And then the next week you go in for part two. So everybody's is different and it depends on the cancer. So um, prior to cancer, we were doing the little. So week one, this one, then the next week, this one, then the next one, this one. Right, and then so I went through nine mini treatments, so it's considered three major. Okay. I had nine different chemo buddies. They drove me from Fort Stockton, <laughs> and they would hold my hand, and we would take pictures. And part of it was just to try to expose people. What does the subculture of cancer look like? Because mm. I'm telling you, it blew me away when I mm. got in there and just saw the chairs and chairs and all the cords and the mm. IVs, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. You know, bald people, yeah. sullen, the, the ashy faces, yellow faces, just so much from the struggle, mm -hmm. the hurt, the mm -hmm. pain. And that's why I would keep doing research. And even in the midst of being optimistic, I know my chemo doctor specifically, because each has their specialty, right? So Dr. Devine was my surgeon who was trained specifically in cancer of the female parts, the OBGYN type. Mm -hmm. um, but my chemotherapy doctor, gosh, amazing. He, um, he was almost like, they're there. We're just gonna <laughs> do the chemo, everything's gonna be good. And I know mm -hmm. he's trying to placate. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, mm -hmm. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and it's okay, Rev, yeah. Were you, were you, and he was so sweet. Were you too positive? I mean, I, I, I feel like you come in and you bring this energy, when, yeah. and they're like, who is this person? Well, the other thing is... <laughs> it's like, you're too positive. I don't know. but we're, There could be that, I can right? See, I can see how you would have been There's encouraging so to your doctors. Yes. You could have been encouraging to all those people around you. That yeah. whole time, I just see you as a source of light. I felt like, I felt like we were, and I... I Pray that even where people thought, I don't want to believe because then I just get my heart dashed, that it maybe even just changed a little bit more because you guys, once I saw the volume of death yeah. over and over and over again, I, I began praying for the teams and the doctors because of the heaviness, the right. responsibility. So here was one of the most cool parts, <laughs> and this is what I was thinking while ago. When we finally decided to do the surgery, we had done my, my, three, my three major treatments. Okay, so I had 1,800 as my mm -hmm. CA-125. On the day of my surgery, you guys, it was 7,744. Mm. I kid you not. Mm. So my doctor told me, I've never seen this number because people don't usually survive this. You're usually dead, but if you're not dead, you're comatose. And, and comatose comes because your organs start shutting down, right? None, there was no enzymatic change in my organs at all. We kept doing blood tests to test the enzymes. Everything was stable, steady. Yeah. It's unbelievable, almost like it was isolated. Mm. Isn't that peculiar? So we're going into surgery 
And again, I just think, Father, I have no idea in my own self how I would have had these ideas. That is why I know it's him yeah. by the spirit. So we're going into surgery and I took Dr. Divine by the face, literally. And I said, girl, you need to know it is not your responsibility yeah. for me to come out of this. Okay, period, end of story. Wow. He and I have already talked it out. So he's got it worked out. And if I'm not here at the end of the surgery, then it's my time to go and meet him face to face to be there and be present. Be done. Wow. I release you, okay? So I said, will you go in and be the best version of yourself you can be? Learn, wow. have fun, discover. Because something about this part of our journey has been really unique. The numbers are off the Richter charts. It's defied the odds and this and that. You and I together have been a very unique team. So relax and be the best version of you. Ooh, I wanna get, because honestly, I don't know where that came from. Where do we find love to that degree? Except that it's him. Yeah. And he, he totally transformed me through the journey. Love covers a multitude. Amen. I never Amen. forgot that. And when someone, ugh, I haven't been a perfect version of myself since then, <laughs> but when I encounter something where otherwise I would have wanted to say, dang it, don't get in front of me in traffic. You saw right. me come. Then I right. just go, you know what? I bet you needed that today. It's a little easier. Aww. It's a little easier to choose love. Because I think, why was my schedule more important, right? It's wow. actually helped me to look at it in a different way. So mm. the odds I was gonna get off the table were 50-50. Once they cut my tummy open, there was the potential my body was gonna go into profound shock and I would die instantly on the table because oxygen rushing in is very healing, but to take that volume of healing all at once can kill you. It's mm. almost like seeing God face to face where you're like, you know, mm. we see when angels showed up, people were like, and they'd say, fear not, you know, fear not. <laughs> wow. And I think that's our body is exposed to this profound healing that it's like, whoa, I can't do this. Our mm. spirit can, mm -hmm. but wow. not our body, what a great right? Analogy. And yet we go through the surgery and the very next day, my number plummeted to 500. Wow. So I can't tell you, it's like say 517, 572. Sure. It didn't matter. I'm no. like, it's no longer 7,000 people. It, it was wow. the first time. So we're like, wow, I'm skinny and frail. I weighed about 120 pounds. When they removed the tuber, I lost nine pounds, you guys. Wow. It was the size of a baby's head at birth. So Ooh. I know you, you, you talk a lot about symbolism, yeah. symbolic things. So it's very interesting to me. You had nine mini treatments. Yes. This tumor was nine pounds. <gasps> There's nine fruits of the spirit. I hadn't connected like, those. Really amazing. That is so, so then I'll tell you, in the end, I like grab things <laughs> like this and I go, okay, I got to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I go back and I'll look <laughs> and find where it lands or I'll think, okay, if this is seven and there's 12 tribes and yeah. I love doing that. So I figure out where does your nine come in and what, you know, all yeah. of that. Yeah. I hadn't connected and, those. And you talk about love covering all. And yes. when you're asking, yeah. you know, is chemo one of the, is it a leaf? Because you're thinking about the healing of yeah. the nations. Yeah. And 
God tells you love covers all, like his yes. love. And yes. so, but what is love? It's a fruit of the spirit. Yes. That's one of the leaves that bring healing. It is. Oh my gosh, that, yeah. actually that is so beautiful because we have, one of the things he's done to teach me is that there are two sides to the coin. Okay, so we see immediately in the beginning God mm -hmm. created, and, it, and there's two sides, mm -hmm. heaven and earth. One is the seen, one is the unseen. Mm -hmm. So one is my body, mm -hmm. one is my spirit, right? And my body encapsulates my soul, this natural thing, and my spirit is here. So then while there's two, he puts it back together as one, and here comes Rev into the earth. But before Rev, we see God, so we have God, then we have heaven and earth. So we now have two witnesses, night and day, light and dark, right? It even says he separates water from water. Mm -hmm. So you have the water above like the rains and you have the water below like the oceans. I had never thought of them as two witnesses. And yet they cycle, don't they? Yeah. When you look at evaporation and then the rain and the snow, it's like, this is so cool. Mm. So, um, we have male, female. Mm -hmm. I started seeing things like this. I was like, God, and then out of him comes heaven and earth. If he's the, the, the heavenly spiritual thing, then earth is that natural thing. Well, here he reaches down, takes some dirt, and forms Adam. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the male, female, and then they have the offspring. So now you have Adam as one, and where did Eve come from? out of Adam. Mm -hmm. Is that interesting? Mm -hmm. So you have a hole and then you have a birthing and then you have a hole and then you have a birthing. Oh, cycle. interesting. Another Isn't cycle. that interesting? Yeah. So then in the journey that I've been going through lately as I dig through the scriptures and I love it, I look at the kingdom when all 12 tribes were together and we look at the scriptures that they're going to be together again, but they're not. So you have King David, and then you have Solomon, and then... So first the Jew, then the Gentile. We're like those ten tribers over here, as I see it. We are um, expressing the spirit because Jesus came, and he goes, i got to go bye-bye, because if I don't, the spirit won't be right here with you. He can't be within you, et cetera. So mm. then we have Judah. So this is Judah, Ephraim, the, the two sides of the kingdom. And again, I see they'll come together. So I'm building the bridges this way. I'm trying to say, what is the piece of the puzzle that's so cool that Judah brings? And what does Ephraim bring? And when you share the pieces of the puzzle, it's like, whoa. So it's like the Eastern medicine, the Western medicine. You bring it together and you actually get like a third aspect when you've only had two. It's funny. It's that's, that old joke, one plus yeah. one equals three. Because <laughs> I told my that's friends, funny. If the Jewish, let's just pick blue to represent them, right? Because you have the flag of Israel. Oh, I love this. So this is a great sure. representation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have the blue, and then you have the blood of Yeshua, Messiah, What red. What do red and blue make? 
purple. The royal. You get that's it. You get like a whole third thing when it's one plus one equals three. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that mm -hmm. profound? Mm -hmm. yeah. There's probably so much more to it, but in my little world, this is a little aspect of how it helps me to see them. I'm like. You're all about restoration. Mm -hmm. And some of us see a profound restoration right here, right now. Some of us continue to hold the hope for a restoration, but he is faithful and mm -hmm. he does restore. Mm -hmm. So I, I continually tell people, I promise you he is good. And if you do not see it by your finish line, you are going to see it mm -hmm. because that's who he is eternally. Mm -hmm. He was he is, and he is to come, and he is not going to change what he does, but we can negotiate an impact like Abraham did. Yeah. Oh, don't destroy it if there's 50, 45, 40. Like, and so I started learning, wow, I want to go impact. I want to negotiate, and that's why I started negotiating. I was like, can I do chemotherapy, but what if I do this? And so now I find I do it in other areas of life. I started doing it within education. I do it within our business transactions for Daggett Energy Solutions. I, if he's dad, I'm going to go talk to him. I'm going to ask him scientific questions, and that's what I've been doing. Sometimes <laughs> I get it really wrong. You know? <laughs> but I think that's also an mm -hmm. aspect of Learning. learning. Learning, is, I right? love it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so I learned to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. uh, Rev, can you can you speak to our audience and let them know like if how do they get how do they get yeah. a hold of your ministry? Yeah. Um, and how you're currently sort of reaching out. So you've recently retired. Yes. And and now you're you're going around and you're reaching people who are struggling. Yes. All, through with cancer. Yeah. But I, I think also that your your message surpasses pretty universal yeah i, I mean is. i'm finding encouragement oh, on how like just on a business level good. it's like how do i visualize myself like i'm always feeling like a failure i've always felt, but it's like is this yeah i'm learning right that's it how do we see past that yes. how do we say hey yes what are you created here for yeah. and that's it what's tomorrow and you know alamaba like i'm working yeah. I, I don't stop here yeah that's it and I keep telling myself, but, it is not one and done. Yeah. And once I got past that, oh, yeah. so wow. it, we'll uh, hang out and have some coffee. Yeah. Okay? Wonderful. And we'll mid-rash. Okay. And we are going to like wrestle through some fun stuff and go, what if? Yeah. What if this? Is? And why did this one come before that? Uh, and then, because what I find is that he'll tell us stuff, and then he goes on. And then when we look back, we go, oh, my God. Now I see the pattern. Yeah. But he doesn't always tell us the pattern. And mm -hmm. one of the most cool examples, and I'll tell you about my ministry contact stuff in just a minute. Um, one of the most cool patterns is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. So we pause and we think, well, what about the heavens? It implies they were already formed. Because then everything else he talks about, even if we don't discover that thought at that moment, and the earth was without form, it was void, it was empty, it was chaotic. Um, what's the Hebrew word? Tovu, vavohu, something like that. It's the, these two sides. 
And so then we see the spirit hovering. And the very next thing is he says, okay, so we're, I, I want there to be light. And then I'm going to divide light from darkness. He go, starts going through these actions. He speaks it. He makes it. He divides it. He um, calls it out. He names it. Names it. All yeah. of these different things, right? It's so cool. And so as I go through and I see him doing these things, then I think, aha, well, if heaven was there first, this is the exact process he went through on that side because Revelation tells us the lamb was slain from the foundation. That's right. Not in the year 2000 exclusively. Right. It happened in the unseen and then it has to be downloaded. So it made me start thinking there must be tons up there, tons we've not yet downloaded. Mm. And it's waiting. I think we were talking earlier, like, what is the best version of ourself? And what is it he wants me to download? And I used to get so, like, stressed mm. out. Oh, if I'm not just perfect enough, I'm going to miss it. What if I don't meet the guy I'm supposed to marry? <laughs> what if I don't make it to the end of my cancer journey? And then I started saying, Rev, just chill. <laughs> right? Because I really started seeing that if he is about eternity, I got a really long time to hang out and ask questions. Mm. I got a chance to hang out with a good, good father who wants me to know. Mm. So he sets up tests for me. He sets up hurdles. I bump into walls. I say cruel things when I don't mean to, but I'm getting way better at it. Way better. And default I, to love so much quicker. I so appreciate uh, what you've been sharing about your journey with the Father uh, through this difficult challenge of overcoming. Yeah. But by His Spirit. Yes. By love. Yes. Overcoming. Yes. And I have found that for myself personally, I've seen so many people um, just searching for answers, whether it's in a specific form of medicine, natural or unnatural. Right. But to just cut right through it and connect with the Father and cover that, whatever choice it is, with love, with prayer, with faith, and allow Him to guide you. And I love how He he did just that. It was Western medicine and Eastern medicine, but it was him allowing those, right. guiding your decision, whatever way to go. And I can confirm that for myself um, and Eric, that we submit those requests to him in prayer yes. and he guides. And yes. it's, it's been, uh, you know, one was immediate. A chiropractor. Yeah. Another was That's a great. doctor. That is awesome. And a third, another one was prayer. Yeah. Confess your sins. That's it. And then the healing came from that. Yes. But ultimately, yeah. the Father and prayer yes. connecting to Him. Yeah. What, what? We're body, and that has to heal. Yeah. We're soul. That has to heal. Jesus came to teach us how to get the junk out. Yeah. And we, we spend so much time on the salvation message is my, well, you could call it here, salvation. But to enter into then that spiritual place is getting the junk removed. 
so that peace can reside, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So that joy can reside because when these things are stolen away, we just hover in the salvation mm. method mm. and not moving into profound like discoveries, relationship, <laughs> Shekinah. So I love expressions like, holy smoke. <laughs> and I thought, that's Shekinah glory. Mm -hmm. huh, a sure. lot of our verbiage is, I could see the writing on the wall. Sure. In the book of Daniel. Yeah. Right? Oh, right. right. Is it that cool? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, I got a real fun one, and then we'll <laughs> move on. Got skin in the game? What's the skin part? Uh, Adam and Eve being clothed, maybe, with skin? Oh, my gosh. I never thought of that. Wow, I feel like <laughs> you know what my take. What I was love your it, take? Because okay. there always are at least two possibilities. Sure. Circumcision. Oh, well, sure. There you go. Like the men who are in pain. Look, dude, are wow. you are you doing the circumcision and going through the pain like God asked wow. us to, or have you just dodged it? Because if not, you're not on the team. Yeah. You got skin in the game. <laughs> got skin. Isn't in the that game. funny? That is. There that are is so great. many. I had this experience with him years back. When I started digging, when I, I thought, okay, Jesus was in the earth. He's not carrying around his NIV or his New King James Version. So I'm thinking, what is he carrying around? Well, they had scrolls, right? So every time he's referring to something, he says, Moses said, or remember Jonah? And then he reads from the book of Isaiah, and I thought, I need to start hanging out in Moses, and I need to figure out what Jesus knew. So I start digging in everything that he kept pointing to. And then I started having these unique experiences, seeing patterns and things. So the blue, our Sabbath friends, and the feast friends, the ones doing the Moses gig, started giving me more perspective to my red life, and I started seeing purple. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So my ministry website. Yes, please. Okay. All right. Okay. So here, my full name is Revis Ward Daggett. Okay. It's R-E-V-I-S. Ward is just like W-A-R-D. Daggett, double G, double T. So it's D-A-G-G-E-T-T. -T. Um, my website is RevisWardDaggett.me. You can find me on Facebook and every bit of my journey, every bit of my journey starting in the year 2018 is documented on Facebook. It's so all through the year 2018, from shaving my head to doing funny lit videos and declaring, I will not die, I will live, all of that. Okay, so my, is it okay if I share my email yes. and my mobile number? Because I'm fine with people texting, emailing. So my email is teshuvah, teshuvah, teshuvah at gmail.com. So it's T-E-S-H-U-V-A, teshuvah. And you do it three times, okay, at gmail.com. My mobile number, which is also my WhatsApp uh, method of communicating, especially internationally, is plus one and then area code 432-386-0606. Okay? So those are different methods for contacting me. Feel free to text me, email me, call me. Um, I'll sit one-on-one -on -one and coach, counsel, encourage, or I'll come share with a women's group. You're going to love this. I actually have coffee in the afternoons with the old timers at Dairy Queen Coffee Club. 
Aww. All the old guys in Fort <laughs> Stockton. So I'll even share at a coffee club with a bunch <laughs> of old timers. Awesome. Aww, Thanks, fabulous. everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, and please reach out to Rev. Uh, please like and share this video. And thank you. We, we look forward to seeing you the next time on Light of the Southwest. Shalom. Shalom.